Cameron, have you ever talked about something you really knew you shouldn't talk about? <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> when you, uh, yeah, the, that's that's me on a constant, constant basis. There's something about certain things or certain subjects where you feel excited and passionate to talk about them, even if you don't quite fully understand what you're talking about. And and also, I think the thing for me is I sometimes I wish I could just not say things. Like I, I feel like I feel like most of the time when when I'm talking about things, I, especially these these controversial issues, <laughs> I'm I'm always like I shouldn't say this, I shouldn't say this, I shouldn't say this. Okay, you know I mean? okay, but I want to add a quick note to that. There's yeah. something liberating about saying what you think, okay, even if you're completely wrong, and I don't know what it is. Uh, but I think for people like us who have zero pride, it's just too much fun to leave silent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I know, like, I know I shouldn't say it, but I do anyways. Cool. (laughs) Well, we could be talking about politics in this episode. We could be. Yeah. Oh man, we could. (laughs) I think that's, this is the conversation. I think that was the plan. We spent... About an hour discussing if this is even a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something. I am one of your co-hosts, Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. Thank you for joining us today in this fueled... Do you think we should use anonymous names now? No. Are, are we going to get run out, of the, run out of jobs? What, like 30 people listen to the show? Yeah, that's It's true. fine. That's it's true. fine. I know, but now they're going to... Like, I don't know. I feel like people like bring up... Bring up like the dogs in listen the, the listen dogs in your backyard they just dig them up that's fine we've all made mistakes i think that's that's the first thing mm-hmm. everyone makes mistakes to some degree okay if you're a flawless person i'd really like to meet you and i also think you're a liar i don't so. know man they made that one dude bring out his high school yearbook i'm not gonna <laughs> say his name but <laughs> wow this is a great start <laughs> so today's episode of everything comes from something is about a very timely piece mm-hmm the 12 California propositions, actually 11, because one was already taken off the yep. ballot. And there's a specific reason that Cameron and I wanted to discuss this. One, because in reality, we really like talking about politics. Yeah, we do. It was bound to happen eventually. Oh, if you hate man. politics, this I'm is not sorry. The one for you. This, this might not, not be the episode for you. for you. Actually, it may be, because I, I think... I think we're going to bring some entertainment value into this. Some of these are really funny. <laughs> I can't imagine. You know what bores me the most about politics is how serious some people are yeah. in some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like no, to I laugh totally a little that. bit. I, totally I like to laugh that. a little bit. That's so. kind of what, what is really funny about our our uh, political situation now is like without oh getting boy. overtly into the- He's like, digging that, the spoon into the ice cream <laughs> right now. But, but I just think there's something there's something really entertaining about about what's happening right now. There's something just really entertaining. Well, yeah, for a for a cynic like you, yeah, you're, you're eating the popcorn. And so this is the thing: is like either way, either way, I think the way the the midterms are gonna are gonna pan out. I think either way are gonna be prime, prime quality uh, ribs. Yeah, just amazing, amazing uh, entertainment value. Oh boy, so. Let's just kind of throw out some main ideas here before we get started on this political stuff. One, if you don't like political stuff, okay, there's a reason that we chose this subject, okay? We're not going to be talking about elections or certain people or certain controversies to any extreme or to the near future that we know of, okay? This is not something that we're planning on tackling. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's always a lot of opinions out there. And there's and there's a lot of people who would do that way better than we would. Yeah, too. we're not we're not that skilled, and we're still learning a yeah, lot. Yeah, we're, we'll be the first to admit that. Uh, the reason we chose the general elections. Uh, which happened on November 6th, 2018. This is 2018, if you're not sure. And specifically the, the, the California legislative ballot. So like the, the propositions Correct. for California. The reason we're doing this is because your local election is the most important election. It really is. With that said, no one tends to sit through these props. Nobody cares. Okay? No one cares. You read it on the day that you show up to the poll <laughs> yeah. and you decide, yeah. Yeah, flip a coin. <laughs> what we hope to do for you is just provide a little extra uh, just commentary over the top. Now, obviously, Cameron and I are biased, okay? We have our own biases. Is that said right? Yeah, everybody does. Yes, I said the biases? word Biases? Right. What was oh, the word I, I was no struggling idea. over earlier? Um, collectivism. Collectivism. That's right. <laughs> so I'll be tripping over words. That's how you know I'm quite intelligent. And... And so you should th- really take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we wanted to cover this is because... The general elections are the most important for yeah, your everyday really life. They really are. This is the stuff that matters. If you live in another state, do the research on what your state is trying to push through and, and certain things. You should care about this. You should care about it probably more than, the than you know, who's going to be sitting in a big chair because the, the local stuff is what really impacts you. Yep. That, no, so, that's true. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, hold on. Before we get into the, the meat of the things, we would like to shout out our executive producer, Darren O'Neill. Darren O'Neill had a question for the show. His question was, what is the topic this week? <laughs> I was like, uh, well, I, we, don't even know, we don't even know yet. You got that there one There you answered. go. There's your there's your question for but the show. But I'd like to especially shout, um, shout out Darren O'Neill because we're recording on a somewhat new setup, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, we got some new equipment, so if you guys enjoy the audio quality, well, good. Yeah. That was the point. Yeah, we paid for it. And we also have extra seats now. So we hope to have many smart people on the show telling us we're wrong yep. in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was something else I was going to add about the show. Oh, that's right. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes, we have social media stuff. You can follow us there. Uh, ECFS Podcast, except for Twitter. It's just pod. Okay. We can, you can find us at Gmail, on Facebook, at Instagram, that kind of thing. Um, the only one that's different is Twitter. And of course we have a Patreon. Now go ahead and listen to the episode before you support us on Patreon. That's probably my big thing. No, do it right now. Jump into it. All right. Be brainwashed by Cameron's voice. (laughs) And if you like what we're doing here, go ahead and throw us a couple bucks your, our way. Yeah, please do. Or throw a couple bucks your way. We are entirely fan funded. That's right. Entirely funded, almost entirely half by, the time by I, Darren. <laughs> half the time when I visit Cameron in San Francisco, he's kind of digging through the trash cans, being like, any leftover pizza from last night? Uh, oh, that's, no, but that's just me all the time. That's true. Any leftover pizza, that's we, like, that's like a <laughs> uh, love letter to me. We're getting on, on a tangent. We are going to talk about how broke we are after this, okay? <laughs> Which is ironic for some of the positions we hold. If we're broke, we should be probably supporting some of these programs maybe, and whatnot. Maybe, maybe. Uh, let's start with our bias, Cameron. Let's sort of talk mm. about where do you stand on certain things politically, um, and you know where does that come from? Yeah, Just give yeah. it a quick simplification of where you're at with that. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, my big, my big, big issue, my big talking point, as they say, in the pundit world, is I do not like the government. I do not like the government interfering in things. I don't like. I don't trust the government. I'm kind of almost semi 
conspiratorial when it comes to <laughs> things involving oh boy. the government. I just think they are um, bad. And it's mostly, uh, to be serious about it, it's mostly I think the government has naturally poor incentives to to spend people's money wisely. Um, I think they they always do it poorly, um, and anything they touch basically turns to 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 poop. Yeah, I I think my approach comes more from a Keynesian economic standpoint. No, I, what? No, you're not a Keynesian. You're right. You're an you Austrian. caught me. <laughs> An Austrian. I, I don't usually uh, appreciate the Keynesian side. Yeah, I mean, I've had a long day. I'm I'm feeling kind of weird and going into this episode and nervous. <laughs> the perfect combination <clears throat> of talking about pol- political things. Uh, yes, I lean towards more of an Austrian stance, uh, which sort of aligns with a libertarian view to yeah. some degree. But I I have no problem being swayed. I always like to take devil's advocate positions. So in most of these things, Cameron will probably have a hard opinion, okay? <laughs> this is what we sort of practiced ahead of time. Yeah. He's going to state what he thinks and I'm going to do my best to try to counteract it just for the purpose of argument, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> and now that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll be not incorporating my own beliefs. It's just I like to question these things. And I think it really flourishes the conversation. Yeah, for sure. We are not telling you to believe any of the things we're saying. In fact, I would probably say just don't. I would say take this as... Be skeptical. Be yeah, skeptical. be skeptical. Take this with a grain of salt. Take the time to read through the propositions. And hopefully you'll laugh at them with us, right? <laughs> to some degree. Because we are going to make fun of them. Yeah, yeah. Some of them. Some of them are kind of serious. <laughs> some of them are serious. Well, we're going to get to that gas tax, Cameron. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. All right. All Let's right. get should into we get, the should meat we start with and one? potatoes. So, Is that the first time I've made the meat and potatoes reference? No, you said it like twice. Before. Tw- no, I said, I said meat, and then you added the potatoes, All right. which I was really stoked about. Because <laughs> that sounds really good. Awesome sawsome, dude. Okay. Prop one. Authorizes bonds to fund specified housing assistance programs. Um, the summary is authorizes $4 billion in general obligation bonds for existing affordable housing programs for low-income residents, veterans, farm workers, manufactured and mobile homes, infill, and transit-oriented housing. Fiscal impact increased state costs to repay bonds, averaging about $170 million annually over the next 35 years. So let's break it down mm. real quick. We are getting this information from the Voter's Guide at soscalifornia.gov, Okay. This is just straight from the state. This is like what you would get on your ballot. Right. Yeah. The first four propositions are propositions about bonds. Okay. Cameron, tell us a little bit about bonds because I'm learning about bonds and the money and banking class that I'm taking. And when we talk about them, I think it's kind of a word that people know, but they don't necessarily exactly understand what it means. And I, don't, I know it sounds weird, but... Even someone who's studying it has to really make sure I understand what I'm talking about yeah, when I'm yeah. saying it. Yeah, so bonds, um, basically what they are is you can kind of think of them like a loan from the people. So so basically when you get a loan, you go to a bank and you ask for a, a set amount of money right now that you'll pay, pay off over a certain amount of installments every month, right? This right. is the same with, with, um, with bonds. Um, the state... Uh, goes to the people and says, we want to spend this much money in order to, you know, do whatever, in this case, affordable housing. Right. right. Um, we want to spend this much money on that, and we will, we're asking for the ability to um, take out a loan from the people and 
um, and split up the payments over uh, the course of 35 years in this Correct. case. Correct. So it's kind of like a reverse of a home loan yeah. in a certain yeah, way. Exactly. The reason that people buy bonds is obviously to get a payment of investment towards the end. Yeah, you get interest on it. Now, from my money in banking class, I think there's like five, 10-year, and 40-year government bonds. I think those are the ratios. Probably for the federal government. But I think, oh, there, you're right. I think there are different types of bonds in, in the state government. For the state, right? And so essentially what the government does is instead of us instantly charging you taxes to pay for things, you can buy and invest with us. You give us money, basically, and you get a payout in the end. And that's kind of the simplified solution. But we still have to pay that money off in the future. Exactly. So yeah. that's where your problem comes in, right, Cameron? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's a good th- bonds are necessary things, right? Especially for um, for large investments in things like infrastructure, um, things that need to be taken care of relatively soon. Right. Bonds are important because any but anytime the government spends money, they need to pay it back. The exactly. government doesn't make any money. Um, it it only takes money, and so so the thing about the thing about bonds is people are like, oh, it's not going to raise any taxes, but that's not true. It will raise taxes in the future because they have to. Not only do they have to pay that off in full, they have to pay it off more actually. Right. So it's saying just in Prop One, it authorizes four billion uh, obligated bonds. So let's say a certain number of bonds are set out. And if everyone bought all those bonds, it would equal $4 billion, right? Yes. So the cost to repay is $170 million, right? So let's say- Per the, year, per year, for 35 years. Right. So the, the people who are making money per year are earning, like all the bonds together in that $4 billion are earning $170 million. And Yeah, yeah, the payouts. But that's not technically how it works. It's like- it's like California's payment plan is $170 million per year. Yeah. They have to pay that. that that's why that's where the obligated part comes gotcha, in. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but you don't get to, you, you have to wait to let your bond mature. Exactly. So the bond will mature at a certain point, and then at that point you can take that money from the government. Correct. Um, but that will happen in however many years. So I think it's important to understand this bond idea. Yeah. Because... When I hear it, I'm like, I don't, I don't really get it. So what we're saying is it it essentially funds a program right away that eventually we're going to have to pay the hard tax for. Yes. Okay? Yes. So what we got to do is decide, is this a program we want to fund? Yes. It's not that we're not going to pay for it. We are going to pay for it yeah. eventually, right? It's not the investors who get to pay for it. Like, we're going to do it. Uh, it's just, it's just yeah, a matter of, of time. The, the taxpayer is going to is going to pay that. Exactly. Now the nice thing is if you if you have a bond and then you leave the state, then you don't have to pay the taxes. <laughs> I did not know this. Well, I mean you're not paying the state the the state taxes, so it's not like it's not like you're going to be be charged for anything. But in any case, <clears throat> um so so yeah, so this first one sounds great, right? The, this is the thing about all these all these propositions is sounds great. But when you really get into the the meat and potatoes of things, um, <laughs> oh man, it it, be, it becomes really actually hard to hard to understand if if this is going to work or not. I think what's weird is that you look at this page and there's the argument side, and it's just they sound so different when you read it. My favorite is the con side of these uh, <laughs> propositions. Something about it. If you go to this website, 
The prop is the con propositions this year are sassy, dude. So they they just information about those. Those are actually like paid for by different interest groups. Gosh. So they love it. So like both the pro and the con side, like you can like interest groups submit to to fight the argument. Right, right. So, you know, the first one says that Prop 1 means affordable housing for veterans, working families, seniors, people with disabilities, and Californians experiencing homelessness from California's severe housing crisis. Prop 1 does not raise taxes. Uh, And then it goes into saying everyone agrees. Vote yes. Everyone uh, agrees, and then pro- and then the con is Proposition One authorizes states to borrow right what we're talking about the four billion uh, in bonds for the housing programs. The housing shortage stems from an influx of millions of Californians or of, of millions of people moving to California. Right. Yeah. So essentially, it's like it's not a good solution. There's a better approach. My favorite is the last sentence. <laughs> It says there are, and then in all caps, better approaches. <laughs> it's like, dude, chill out, man. Yeah. So, so essentially, um, what what the pro argument says is is that it's not actually raising taxes, but that's not true. It, it is raising taxes later, in the future. Later, yeah. it's not doing it now. Though. Yes, exactly. Um, I think one of the funniest things about all these all these. Um, uh, pro and con arguments is there's like you find similar phrases with a bunch of different ones like they all they all kind of have the same vibe so like this one it's like everyone agrees you know like yeah, there are yeah. things there there are a bunch of ones that's like everyone it's common sense that's my favorite one it's common sense dude it's like what does that mean it's so weird man <laughs> so okay so so my argument um i will be voting no um on this um you racist mutt i hate i it's because i hate um poor people no that's not true um (laughs) no no basically what this does um the the problem with with things like affordable housing um is when it comes down to it um it raises the price of housing on everybody um and and the problem the problem that we need to address is actually more houses and not restrictive housing uh, regulations. Correct. If you're looking at big picture stuff, right, everyone wants to live in California. Well, not in California. We live in the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're having a big housing crisis right now. Okay. Because everyone wants to live in this area and San Jose and basically all the way up to San Francisco is rapidly spreading. Yeah. All right, as fast as it can spread, but some argue it could be spreading faster in order to invite more of these people in. So the the problem, I'll I'll just speak to to San Francisco because um, that's what I know best because I live there. Um, San Francisco has really really restrictive um, uh, regulations on um, how much neighborhoods can build. Um, right, right. And what this does is it restricts the supply of houses. Um, and causes a, a housing shortage, and so so then what the government does is they backfill these these you know spaces with affordable in quotes affordable housing plans, mm-hmm. um, which essentially so the way the way I described it to Isaac earlier was say you own an apartment building in San Francisco, right? Um, you this apartment building has ten complexes that you can rent out to people. Um, the then there's uh, the the government comes in and says you have to pro- because you have this housing complex you have to provide um a, you know affordable housing for one of these 
for one of these apartments. And so that essentially you have to um, offer your house at offer one of these apartments at lower than market price. Um, and that makes that causes a loss. And so you raise the prices on the other t- the other nine. Right. Um, so I, I would say, you know, if and, and this is this is sort of a heavy handed statement. I would vote for this prop if you think you can grab one of those 10 houses, right? If you're just doing it for yourself. The problem is, is that it's hard to grab one of those 10 houses, right? Yeah, but it, but the, the other problem is it makes, it actually makes everything worse for everybody. Um, even the people who, who are going to be living in these affordable housing programs, like that's not going to, that's not going to last. I, that's not going to happen forever. So there's a weird thing with economists. There's a few things that they really solidly agree with Austrian and Keynesian. And one of the biggest things that we hate in economics is rent control. Uh, it's just something that doesn't (laughs) really work. We will get to rent control. This sort of meddling with the housing system doesn't address the main issue, which is what we're talking about. Which is a shortage of houses. We need more houses. People yeah. want to live here. People yeah. want to hang out. I mean, can you blame them? So the best thing That's... for the best thing for San Francisco to to do is uh, stop restricting zoning laws. Not... Essentially, essentially, if if people could build over a certain amount of 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 stories in certain neighborhoods, it would be. I mean, we would so like. Houston had as much um, as much migration into the city as we have in the past ten years, and they do not have a housing shortage because they don't have zoning laws. Right, and their infrastructure is built up like crazy. Yeah. Now I want to say that the Bay Area's infrastructure is growing. Like it does seem to be growing fairly largely, especially in the areas that people are sort of migrating to. You look at Morgan Hill or yeah, Gilroy; yeah, yeah. those areas, people have started to pack in and they're turning into mini Santana Rose to some degree. They're building these massive complexes. Yeah, it's nice. I think, you know, to some to some extent, we need to somehow implement a push to build more houses. I think that would really help. Yeah, of course we do. I think that's the big thing. That's the main reason I'm like, what 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 why are we why are we gonna basically hurt ourselves with these taxes in the future when really we just need to build more houses instead of like restricting and that and, and I know I said I'm gonna disagree with you but this one I'm like and, but it's it's not even just like we're not building houses with this is that we're actually restricting the building of houses because you have to pay an additional um, an additional price on top of this so it, it it causes it causes lots of problems yeah. no no rent control none. Rent control, I'm against bad. it. Okay, prop two. Prop two is a little different. It's yes. it's still the bonds thing, but it's to extend these this funding to individuals with mental illness. Yeah. So I'm split on this one. I'm not really sure. Because people with mental illness now wait, the last one was low income. Yes. <clears throat> why why is mental illness different? Well, um to me I think there's a we have a social obligation. Um as as a a community to help people who are incapable of helping themselves Mm. um essentially the burden falls on on everybody else because because they they don't have any they don't have any other options and and then you have to also think what's the alternative is the alternative um like that they hang out on the street like i don't think that's i don't think that's the best the best idea. So we we do. I mean, I personally believe that we have a, a social obligation to to combat homelessness and to help people 
um, help people who are who are mentally ill and on the street. Um, and I would be even willing to. I th- I think the best way to do that is through charity. Obviously, mm. I think the best way to do that, like like you know, my church and 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 your church. I'm sure we do we do um, like projects for. Yeah, actually, this uh, November eighteenth, <clears throat> I work in the in the youth group at my church, and uh, we're taking the high schoolers to go help renovate this section of a house called the Shire House, which mm-hmm. is for uh, high functioning autistic people. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of cool because we were looking into it. I think ABC News did like a news piece on the Shire mm-hmm. House place, but the lady who started it goes to my church. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we're going to do some paint work, and it's. It's exciting, like stuff like that. I think everyone can agree. It's like, oh, that's a good thing to give, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but but I would say I would say there is um, <clears throat> there is room for the government to help with the local government to help with things like like combating homelessness and and helping people who are mentally ill and unable to to take care of themselves. So I what, think that's a that's a social obligation. So what's the deal with you being split on it then? Well, this um, this is an interesting um, proposition. It, it it basically what it does is it's it gives local um, local municipalities the ability to um, to use money that's already going to mental health services um, to buy housings or or to pay. F- pay for housing for people who are mentally ill mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm concerned that there isn't going to be enough um essentially like strings attached i'm concerned that that there's going to be um there are going to be municipalities that that don't have any uh requirements for for these houses and i don't think that's a great thing right your um, your big issue was the fact that there wasn't any sort of obligation to nece- necessarily use those funds to help the people going through mental yeah issues. yeah well well right now that money is essentially going to um mental mental health services right, so right. so people who are like it's already that money is already going to to um to funds for for the mentally ill right i mean i don't know what what's happening with that money Um, like i don't personally know that that comes down to your skepticism with the government yes so i'm i'm worried i i am a bit skeptical that this is gonna that this is i guess what i'm worried about is that they're going to just be like they're going to take all of that out of the the services and just be like okay here's some houses right and and nothing's gonna nothing's gonna actually change. Nothing's gonna get better for these people. That's where your stance on you know nonprofits and different other organizations that are privatized come in better than yeah yeah absolutely. But but I'd be worried. I'd be worried that they're um I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not sure about this one. Yeah, it's sure. weird because I can tell that you want the government to be held accountable to help our society, especially yeah. the people who are in need. There's some sort of level of protection with that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a tricky one. I think that's one that you should decide for yourself. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to prop three, which authorizes bonds to fund projects for the water supply and quantity. No quality, quality, watershed, fish, wildlife, water conveyance, that, that kind of stuff. All that stuff. This is infrastructure All stuff. All okay? the fishes. 
Um, my favorite part of this section is the con side again, which is beyond sassy. Okay, <laughs> essentially, yes on this means that the state could sell up to 8.9 billion in general obligation bonds to fund various water and environmental projects. Makes sense. Infrastructure, right? Uh, a vote no means no. We don't think we should spend the money on that. Uh, but the con side that has been written by some organization uh, says that the money is just going to organizations that already exist. They're just funding that. It does not produce any new uh, usable water, which is kind of a weird... I don't It says, but it will not produce one drop of new usable water. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was the clouds jobs, but, uh, you know... And then it says, and then it says, at the end, think about it seriously. Vote no. <laughs> beautifully <laughs> which, written. Which beautifully written. So beautifully written by a fifteen-year-old. So I'm a yes on this one. Okay. And um, that become that comes from what? I, well, again, I think I think um, things like infrastructure are important and necessary. Um, like this is what bonds are for. Um, like. We have been in a drought for for quite a while, but we're not our, anymore. Our infrastructure, our water infrastructure, is not very good. Um, How do you know that? I have no idea. the 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 main reason I'm arguing with you is because I said I would. <laughs> right? So I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like my water turns on and it kind of looks fine. Yeah, that's that's true. Compared to like you know, no. Mexico's have you ever water. no? Have you ever been um? Have you ever been to any of our like uh? What are they called? Reservoirs? Yeah, yeah, our reservoirs. Yeah, the one up in the hills behind my house is being redone. Maybe that's oh, what they it? need the money for. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to sneak in there and shoot some sort of like crime film where someone gets thrown in the dirt. Or like that. <laughs> it looks like the uh, the like construction site scene from Taken down there. Mm. I'll go running and there's like all these empty bulldozers. I'm like, well, if Prop Three doesn't pass, those bulldozers are just gonna keep collecting <laughs> dust, man. No, yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. I just think I think this is this is kind of a, a necessary thing. I I think to me this seems common sense. No, it's, it 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 seems it seems like this is probably what the state government should be doing. Things like like improving our our I, our water infrastructure, improving our, our other other types of infrastructure. I'm okay with this. I mean, but versus the other ones that are using, you know, the first one has four billion. Uh, in funds, the mental illness one is one hundred. No, no, it's two. It's two billion. Two billion. You're right. Sorry, two billion. This one is eight point eight seven billion. That's a lot of money for infrastructure. Yeah, California is a big place. It's weird that we couldn't vote for like a half spending. Where's that vote? <laughs> Why isn't there a Prop three point five where you're like, I support this, but not that much money. What well, if you're like, well, let's just do half. Yeah, that's kind of the interesting thing too. Is like, who decides the numbers for this? Well, whoever put it, put it on the ballot, uh, put on the ballot by petition signatures. I don't know these kids on it. college campuses. <laughs> There's so many people walking up to me. On, oh at man, San Jose me State. too. Me too. I, you want to sign this? I have this. There's one lady. There's one lady who's been doing it literally since my freshman year. Wow. That I I see her consistently. What is her What is her problem? I don't know. I don't talk to her. Oh. Uh, I talked to these guys that wanted to do a prison reform system, but that is such a broad statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I have yeah, no Everybody's idea. for prison reform. I just wanted them to shut up, so I signed it. I feel like that's why most people sign it. These are kind of the things with all these. Like, a lot of these, they just sound good. Like, everybody's for affordable housing. 
Yeah. Everybody's for prison reform. Everybody's for, you know, whatever. You it's want just, your life to be better, don't you? Yeah. Then yeah. vote yes, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last bond one. Gosh, we're stuck on the bonds. Prop four is for the children's hospital. Authorizing bonds, funding $1.5 billion uh, to be repaid to the state general fund, a fund that grants for construction, expansion, renovation, and equipping of children's hospitals. So, if you vote no on this... I hate children. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This seems fine. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to argue against you on it. Because I think, you know, <laughs> children's hospital is a good thing. Think of the children. Do I think a privatized children's hospital would be better than a government-run children's hospital? Yeah, but we have those too. So that's, They already exist, right? Deal. This is something that I'd rather pay for instead of water. <laughs> <laughs> water expansion. Sure, but sure. the truth is I don't know anything about water expansion. Yeah. Maybe our water system is on the verge of... Wait, what if like all the pipes in California are like cracking and they're Dude, like... What was... Um, what, there was a country... I think it was South Africa. They were like eight days away from having zero water oh my in gosh. the entire country. What if they're not telling us that? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, it's po it's possible. You know those people that hoard water in their garage? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. plastic containers? <laughs> yeah. They become, like, massively rich in California. <laughs> you had a water boy? Or, or yeah, the Mad Max uh, Fury Road, how they have water. That's, yeah, like, they, the big they, commodity. I love it. I love it. See, the thing about the end of that movie is they didn't show you, like, um, like 20 minutes later when all the water ran out. Because <laughs> the waterfall, they just left it on? Yeah, exactly. Then everyone died. <laughs> And then they all realized that Immortan Joe was actually the the hero of that movie. Yeah, he was he was the only one that could summon the rain clouds yeah. with his strange prophetic power of something. <laughs> Who knows? With his strange mistresses milking something. What was that movie? What was that movie? It was a great movie. The best scene in that movie that has nothing to do with politics is the moment where the girl lands in the sand on her knees and she like screams and it's the best profile picture shot ever yeah it's pretty maybe good. i'm gonna i'm gonna change my tw twitter profile to that scene where she's yelling i saw a bunch of well never mind we're already 35 minutes in and probably half the audience is asleep <laughs> this is important people it's i'm telling yeah, you wake up we like, it's like it's like in history class when you have like most of the people sleeping but but you're like wait guys guys this is important this is the good part well we are only on prop five but thank goodness prop nine's gone because we're we're gonna have to get moving here changes certain requirements uh for certain property owners to transfer their property tax base to replacement property uh, i really don't understand this we one. don't know anything about owning land okay so Oh, this is so weird. Okay. Remove certain transfer requirements for homeowners over 55, severely disabled homeowners, and contaminated or disaster-destroyed property. Um, th basically, there are apparently, like, taxes on on old people who move. There's a moving penalty that hurts seniors 55-plus or severely disabled Californians. I don't understand why that would be. I don't know where that comes from, but apparently if we don't vote for this, <laughs> uh, it will be in... 
We even the, the good school system, the school and local governments will lose over a hundred million dollars in annual property taxes because essentially this penalty helps the community that relies on those taxes for the people that live there. I just don't understand why why there would be there would be an old people tax. Uh I have no well. Uh, mm, Does it, is, do I want to say that? Why? Mm. Well, like there's this thing we're learning about in economics right now where it's like children, uh, like, you know, like one years old to 18, they really don't bring much in terms of human capital yeah, to the yeah, workforce, right? Value, yeah. But to a certain extent, they are a investment. Yes. Old people are not. <laughs> old yeah, people, but old people are, are rich mostly. Just not always. No, no, no. I know, but but the 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 best predictor of if somebody is going to be rich is if they're old. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. I am a, not it's sure. A rich people time. I, I am not sure. It just seems weird. It's just like I don't know. I don't understand. We got to respect. I don't understand why there would be restrictions on people moving. Like, let's not do that, please. That is a weird thing. We don't know anything about that. Proposition so I'm six. Say no. I'm voting no. Well, I disagree I hate, with you because I hate, I hate your face. No, okay? no, no. I mean no on uh, uh, on Prop Five. Yeah, I, I what, know. What's happening to your internet? That's because you just don't like the old people. I oh, no, I don't like the schools. I like the old people. Oh, so you're voting yes? No, I'm voting no. Voting. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> sorry. Okay. A yes. <laughs> wait. You're I'm voting yes. You're yeah, voting, voting yes, yes for I'm the old yes. po- old people. Okay, I, I'm a terrible elderly hater, so don't ask me, dude. The internet's not working. Oh my gosh! I'll take it from here. Right, prop six. Are here. you hooked up to my phone somehow? Yeah, there I, it oh, is. Oh, it was just prop se- prop six that was broken. Ba-da-lap. Elements of certain road repair and transportation funding oh, require certain fuel taxes and vehicle fees to be approved by the electorate. Initiative constitutional amendment. So this Initiate. is why. Uh, yeah. Initiative. So. so this is why your gas is so expensive. This is Cameron's pet peeve, and I actually think I disagree with him. This genuinely, is, we have a sixty cent gas tax per gallon in this in this beautiful, wonderful state known as California, and it's terrible. So what's what's your argument with this? You want to get rid of this gas tax because? Well, here's because my concern. I hate taxes. Okay, but here's my concern. Okay, here's my concern with this. Yeah. Then who is going to pay for the road repair? Who's going to pay for the roads? Who's going to pay for the road? Where Guess we're what? going, we don't need roads. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember? I showed you that video, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it's from. It's in the the Libertarian Conference. Oh, gosh. The, the presidential <laughs> primary conference. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to watch a hilarious political joke. Just a cringe fest. And that's why you're listening to a Libertarian right now. Because you're cringing. I'm not registered as a Libertarian. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. Here's my big thing. I know you don't like taxes, but someone has got to pay for these roads, okay? The roads are not privatized. They're owned by the government. So the government has to pay for the roads. Yeah. We have to tax them to keep them up. Otherwise, we're going to be... You said it first. You hate Blossom Hill Road, okay? (laughs) If you know what I'm talking about, if you know, you know. But this tax isn't going to Blossom Hill Road. How do you know? This tax is going... Because it's, it's highways, Okay. It's state highways. Well, guess what? There's plenty of potholes on the highway. 
Yeah, that's my car's that's, rickety that's and true, old. It true. can't take very many beatings, you dude. Get a new car with the money that you're gonna save from this gas tax. Good lord. <laughs> no, but that's my concern, right? The reason I like the gas tax is because it's relative to the use of the roads. Unless you refuse to drive on freeways, I would be totally against this if you refuse to drive on freeways. <laughs> okay? But here's the thing. You pay per gallon, right? Because it's relative to the amount that you drive on the road. So if you're going to pay for a lot of gas, you're using the road a lot. Therefore, you should be funding the road, right? Because you're using it the most. Here's my concern with getting rid of this gas tax, and I can't believe I'm actually arguing for this, okay? <laughs> but here's my concern. If you get rid of this relative scale of funding the gas road, it's not a privatized road, Cameron. I know in your libertarian head you want it privatized. Yep. I'm all for that. Privatize That's cool. Privatize the roads. That's cool. That's right? going to be a hot take that everybody's going to be like, what? Privatize <laughs> the roads? It's not that weird if you think about no, it. No, it's not. Okay? Uh, if you want to, you're not going to get that, okay? So that means that we're going to have the government taxing us a flat rate over time so all of us have to pay probably the average right through our income tax or our um however they decide It'd to take be the probably tax property tax yeah probably through the property tax yeah. some sort of ratio of oh are these people driving the most and stuff um no, and, no no it wouldn't be it wouldn't be connected to that it would just be it would just be a a, a chunk of money so it's gonna hurt the people from, coming from the tax who, revenue who either don't drive or drive less right yeah, well, no, no, not not necessarily, but it it is going to. I I understand what you mean, as in like like the people who drive the most pay the most on this on this tax. But the problem with that is the people who drive the most are are I, okay. This is an, I guess an oversimplification, but but lots of of people who are lower income or middle class. Um, drive a long ways to get to their work i know i because so, of the housing issue yes that's usually like i i agree with you but it's still so i live in i live in san francisco and so many people i know um commute from east bay or san jose or a, a bunch of places that are nowhere near san francisco and they're the people, and the, they're really low income. They're they're people who cannot afford, you know, to to own a to rent in San Francisco to own a home. Uh huh. And so they're 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 driving because they have to. They're driving a long ways because they have to. So so let's get affordable gas tax, or a, an affordable gas program that will fix everything. <laughs> Actually, in reality, we probably need some sort of privatized roads because we're psychopaths. Oh, gosh. But I think that we should Again, keep the system. Again, that's never going to happen. I think we should keep the system we have. That's just my take. You use it, you buy it. That's my thing. I'm going to say no. No on taxes. You're a poo head. <laughs> okay, prop seven. I don't want to pay 60, 60 cents a gallon. Think about this. I spent... Okay, so I... <laughs> you drive a truck too. You have a redneck. It's terrible. It's terrible. It gets 12 miles per gallon. Out of the way! You're driving on in San Francisco. You got that huge truck. In SF, it's... 390 a gallon. All the smart cars are terrified 390. of that big white truck. <laughs> That's insane. If this was repealed, it would go down to 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 330. And you'd be biting it 
in your property tax. So I don't pay property taxes. That's why. <laughs> that's why I you want this. That's why I have a landlord. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Cameron, you're going to be paying property tax when you're balling when you're making those movies. You're going to be like, dang it, why didn't I? Don't even drive yeah, but at anymore. that point. I got a limo driver. Yeah, now. but then I'm gonna I'm gonna argue against property taxes. See, I've got this all covered. You're no different than the government. You're full of <laughs> schemes. Prop seven. Who cares, dude? That's what I feel about <laughs> Prop Seven. Do you want to keep daylight savings or you don't? This is so funny. I love the I love the pro argument because it's like it's like it's like so alarmist. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> about daylight savings. Proposition will end this the the Proposition Seven will end the biannual time changes that medical researchers and economists agree are hazardous to the health and productivity of school children, the workforce, and seniors. I gotta say, like, there's <laughs> nothing better than the extra hour. Actually, the extra hour is happening, t- you know, t- t- tonight. 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 So this might be the last extra hour we get. But oh, I really don't dang. think I don't think it's gonna pass because I don't. Dude, think, who cares about this? I, who cares about? This? I talked to some people about it, and they're like, oh, "I don't really want it to change." If it's really making a psychopath, well, we're in it. I think it's too I, late. How many other How many other states don't have um, daylight savings? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Let's see. I'm kind of. I want to read this con section here. Yeah, I do it. There would be. It would be light in the evening and summer and as it is now, but the winter mornings would be dark for an extra hour. So children, why are the children coming into this? <laughs> so know. children would be going to school in the dark. Um, so I, this is why I'm voting no against it because I actually like the longer summer days. Yeah. I think nice. that it, I think that's something that really benefits all of us to some degree. Uh, if you like the long summer days, the lighter, longer I'd stick with it. That's my thing. Um, if you don't care, if you really don't like your sleep schedule being thrown off and whatnot. So, uh, so most most areas of the U.S. observe daylight saving time, um, with the exceptions of Arizona, Hawaii, and some of the islands that we own. Let's crack Prop 8. Okay. This one, I think Prop 7 is pretty self-explanatory. You guys, you know how you feel about daylight savings. Okay. Prop 8 regulates the amount of outpatent outpatient outpatient Pfft, I'm dumb <laughs> outpatient kidney dialysis clinics uh charge for dialysis treatment uh so you were kind of explaining this one to me I don't quite understand it yeah so so there there are a couple like okay I understand the I understand the sentiment and the idea behind this one right you don't want to see people um like you remember that schmuck um, Martin Shkreli or whatever? Not really. Um, he was the guy who who owned. He was like a CEO or whatever um, for like a cancer, um, uh, cancer medicine company. Uh-huh. And he like jacked it up for like like a thousand percent. He he jacked the price up for that's like right. A percent. That's right. That's right. I do remember this guy. And so and that's the thing is like is like you don't want that. You like this. That's that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Um, however, the problem with having the government regulate, um, stuff like this is, um, when you put a cap on a market driven product, um, there are going to be shortages always. Um, and the reason why is because you have, you have the market price, which is however much 
people are willing to pay versus however much um, peop- uh, the, the company is willing to sell it for. Correct. Um, supply and demand. And so when the government comes in and says, you have to sell at this price, um, sometimes that doesn't cover the cost of making the product mm-hmm. or it doesn't cover the cost of of investing into new products or it doesn't cover the cost of of the healthcare you know professionals who are providing the the, the product so so what happens is there are going to be shortages of this drug and that's because the companies scale back in some degree because of the regulation yeah yeah and and they're they're going to be unable to to come up with new drugs that work even better. You got to remember that companies exist for one reason. To make profit. That's profit. Okay. They're not going to keep the same amount of production just because people really need a drug. All right. There's a moral issue behind the medical field that I think is hard for people to grasp is that these companies live for profit. That is what they're there for. And competition drives down the price of things. Yeah. And so, so one of the big the big issues with this is, well, why are they able to to charge so much for for kidney these, treatment for for kidney treatment? And it's because it's an inelastic product, and what that means is it is a product that people have to pay for. People um, who need it need it. Yes, and and that causes um, that causes the demand issue, right? People who who need it are not going to switch, are not going to not buy it or switch to a different product because. A, there aren't any different products because uh, the FDA regulates how many products are in the market. And so so we get into this sort of sick cycle of, well, there's not a competitor, which means they essentially have a, a monopoly on this, on this medicine. And they are um, able to charge however much they want because the people need it. Yeah, I think what's weird is that if there's a like some sort of restriction on letting other firms come into the market and compete, there needs to be some sort of solution to that. And this is a radical idea. Okay. I'm going to put it out there, but Cameron and I were discussing NASA. Okay. Everyone likes NASA, but the truth is we don't really know what they're good for anymore. (laughs) They're a little bit of an outdated thing. And we got into this big side conversation about how these institutions of government should sort of be shifted into a business side model. Wouldn't it be cool, this is my idea, this is a dumb idea, and this has nothing to do with the ballot, but wouldn't it be cool if like somehow they're like, instead of restricting this, you know, drug that kidney patients need, uh, we'll have natural competition produced from NASA providing it as well or something well, like that. Not not NASA necessarily, but I, I actually do agree. I think I think the government could could say like, hey, we are going to prov- we are going to um make a essentially i don't know i don't know what the i don't know if this would be a problem or not i i have to kind of think through it but but let's say i'll i'm just going to float this idea out there um okay. let's say uh we have this dialysis company who yeah. um they own the market yeah they own the market government restriction and then what if the government said okay we're going to essentially just copy your formula and make a make a generic version Right. And it'll be government, and you, you'll still have to pay for it, but we're not going to charge however much. And that, that way, instead of restricting the um, the price of this product, which the government obviously knows nothing about the price, what it co- costs to make this product. Correct. Um, instead of restricting that, uh, the, the government is just providing a generic version of the product. Or the FDA could just let more firms in. 
Yeah, yeah. But then people will be like, ah, but but there's there's poison in my Advil. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, Prop eight's a little a little strange. It's a very, no, but, it's a niche. but what do you what do you think about that? I mean, if the if the government acted as a competitor to that market, I think it would be an interesting idea. Something that I don't know if a lot of people have messed with. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd have to look at historically what what sort of you know examples we'd have of that. Yeah. Speaking of history, history. We skip prop nine because it's been taken off. It's history. Prop ten. Let's think about history here a little bit. Expands local government's authority <sighs> to enact rent control. They don't even say it. In, they don't even say affordable housing. They I know. Say yeah. Rent control on residential properties. Ladies and gentlemen, I am an economist, or at least an inspiring one. Okay, no, as- aspiring. I said you are an inspiring economist. I'm an inspiring really economist. Inspire Ladies all the and gentlemen, <laughs> let me give you a speech. Prop ten is a disgrace. Oh my gosh, you're sounding like a pundit right now. I hate rent control. Yeah, me too. Because historically, it has never worked yeah. ever. It's a simple concept. Go back to your high school years. Look at the supply and demand graph. <laughs> Let's say that rent is really expensive. Yeah. Okay? How do you make rent less expensive? More supply. More supply. Okay? But instead of doing that, instead of building more houses or making more competition to some degree, right? The government says, we think rent is w- like literally... The episodes, or not the episode. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Literally, if you go to the Prop 10 website, the the punchline is because rent is too damn high. That's what it says. I'm quoting it. Really? That's what it says on the on the website. I think I got an, I think I got like a, somebody called me and, and that was like the, the message. Yeah. It's, they that's their, their main reason. Yeah, and yeah. instead of building so you know more what? houses, hold on. What the government says is instead of letting you charge let's say $3,000 a month, which is like, let's say it's a really heavily impacted area. We're going to make you charge $1,000 a month. This leads to a couple different practices. One, certain people who provide housing leave the market because at that price point, they're like, I can't upkeep facilities. Yeah, of course not. Other competitors begin to say, well, forget this. I'm going to be a jerk and not upkeep the house. Okay. Yeah. So they'll charge $1,000, but then they'll implement their own bias, discrimination, and laziness. Suddenly, they'll stop hiring a gardener. They're like, got to cut costs. Suddenly, your toilet starts wor- stops working. Yeah, got to cut bad. costs, man. Sorry. I can't afford. You only pay me $1,000. You're going to get the worst service possible. Well, I mean, but, but that's only natural. It's not even just laziness. It's like, I literally can't afford to change your... To, to change your your blinds but li- you know? but i literally can't afford to fix this literally i gotta tell you okay it actually promotes discrimination too yeah it does because it's you're giving the renter more can you're giving them incentive to be extra controlling to some degree because you're already stripping them of control of their prices right and then they can really start discriminating because they say hey everyone wants rent in this area and since rent is below its market value, everyone can have rent. And suddenly the people who, like who want to get in, there's like a line. And so now he has like this horrible power over the people that live there. He's like, hey, if you don't do this, I'm kicking you out because I got a thousand people waiting. Yeah, yeah. I got a ton of people waiting to get into this place. So rent control is horrible. 
the biggest example I think is in the 80s, 90s in New York. Yeah. You see these slums, okay? Uh, a slum is like abandoned housing, right? They're that, literally just like I, I watched a video about this. I think it was probably in high school. We watched a video about this about there's this there's entire blocks of giant buildings that are just abandoned because because of rent control because nobody was nobody was upkeeping them and they're now just just complete dumps. They're yeah. they're it like destroys neighborhoods. It destroys whole housing complexes it's really pernicious. i just it blows my mind when it just hasn't worked in the past never it, it's all anecdotal people are like i just hate paying so much for rent and guess what this is going to go through i know no because doubt it says this is gonna affordable go living they've got a punchy title you know literally prop 10 is the reason i wanted to do this episode yeah as a aspiring economist it really makes my blood boil okay and I'm sorry, I know it's a heavy-handed statement, okay? It never works. It never works. It never works. I, when you when you put a cap on the market, bad things happen. Shortages happen. Right. I'm sure there's some examples that might counter that. No, I doubt it. <laughs> okay? I really doubt it. All right, Cameron. Well, you know, hubris is usually <laughs> high with you. <laughs> so, point me to one. Point me to one where it worked. And then I I'll can't point, tell you. And then I'll point you all the problems. I'm sure are. someone is going to tell us we're idiots. I'm. Oh yeah, that's that. No doubt. No doubt. That's just something I care about a lot. This really is a a test of 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 how loyal our fan base is. <laughs> well, I think if anything, this is somewhat funny to listen to. Yeah, I, I would. A hope bunch so. of people rant about, you know, things that impact their lives. Yeah, my my city is gonna gonna really get wrecked with this one. Let's get to these last two. I think they're quite interesting. Prop 11 requires private sector emergency ambulance, empl ambulance employees to remain on call during work breaks. And it eliminates certain employer liability. What do you think of this one, Cameron? I have no idea. I don't know anything about this one. This is interesting because I guess EMTs in the past on their lunch break don't really have to respond to a 911 meal. And I would think because of that, they would have multiple EMTs on patrol and they would stagger their breaks, right? So that there's always someone. Seems like it. The issue is, is that can you really compensate for accidents or danger, right? Um, and so what they're saying is like, you know, if everyone is already on call and there's someone just chilling in a parking lot and we need like one more caller, we're going to call them out. So if you're an EMT, that sucks. Here is my concern with this. Actually, this should be your concern. And I'm gonna, <laughs> and, and what I would do is argue... For the humanitarian purpose, mm -hmm. okay? That, like, obviously we need to have responders quick, right? Uh, but the concern is, is that the government is getting its hands into regulating private sectors. Um, yes, but this this is also, well, I, I can't believe I'm taking the opposite version Well, that's of fine. I, I no, set it up for you. No, I mean, I mean, I totally agree. I, I don't like the idea that, that the government is now essentially uh, regulating these private EMTs like I I think I think <laughs> there's a reason why we would have private EMTs and public EMTs but the the problem is when it comes to emergency situations sometimes liberties really do need to be taken away like mm -hmm. I I think I think there are there are appropriate times when you when you're you're in sort of an emergency profession I think sometimes you really have to consider like Maybe it's best that I'm actually on call. 
all yeah. the time. I would hope that employers would compensate their workers. Yeah, it seems like it seems like they will be paid. Um, they will be paid during these these rest breaks. This is yeah. This is this is definitely an interesting one. I mean, the other concerning thing is like, is it really the best idea to have um, EMTs be be working and have no rest breaks? Yeah, I know a lot of. I've known a lot of EMTs. Excuse me. Um, they. It's not an easy job. No, it's, it's not, not an easy job. So, I'm. I'm not sure. I'd like to talk to some of them to see yeah, what they think yeah, of it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'd be against it, but I would be interested to know if maybe like some money incentive would make them be like, oh yeah, like who cares? Like I'll eat when I get the chance. Like I'll eat between jobs. Yeah. yeah. I just feel bad because I used to when I there are some there are some days that are re- going to be really busy. Right? right. I used to work at Starbucks and we'd have EMTs running, but then they'd be like, "Oh shoot, I'm on call." And I remember there was a time where I like chased them out like the door, trying to give them their drink as they were like running off. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, probably their fault for being in there when they're on call, but like to think they would never get a chance to actually chill. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just worried that like this is gonna, like, I think probably some of the last people who we want to be overworked are EMTs, right? Like, yeah. that seems like a bad idea. EMTs and your baristas. And... Pretty soon, this is gonna push over to baristas. No more lunch breaks when it's busy. <laughs> Those people gotta get to work. Yeah, I, I, I think like you it... don't want your you don't want your brain surgeon to to be like on two hours of sleep, you know, or not have a lunch break, you know. <laughs> like, Ooh, that's a good point, actually. Like exhaustion, yeah, could drive like actually less effective working. Yeah, hmm. that sounded like a muppet hmm. when I did that. Oh, last one, prop twelve, baka bak. We're talking about chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Ban sale of non-complying products. What new standards of confinement for specified farm animals? I know establishes this is, minimum requirement for confining certain farm animals. Prohibits sale of meat and egg products from animals confined in non-complying manner. This, to me, is a strange one, because if you really cared about this, you'd already be looking for the packaging and the product that has the stamp of approval to a certain standard, yeah. right? You know, I think I'm gonna say something really com- controversial. That's okay. Can I? Can I, I say hold that? on. Okay. I think that, you know, as a consumer, you should hold the responsibility to do your own research on your dumb chicken. And if you can't, and and if you want to <laughs> buy, okay, if you want to buy like nasty, gross chicken because it's cheaper, I think there's a humanitarian argument to be made. How could you like be treating those chickens that way? I, you know, or like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but like at the same time, it's like, I guess kind of all the power to you, you know, but maybe you should second think that, right? Why are you supporting that farm that's kind of being a butthead about it? Today, we have the megaphones to call out different industries yeah, and yeah, different that's, corporations that's that's on true. their practices. If you really don't like certain chicken farms, be like, hey, I'm not going to support this farm straight up. Maybe you can even go protest, post on social media and tell all your friends, don't buy this brand, buy this one. It's better. I think that's more powerful than, and it's more liberating, right? To some degree than the government getting involved in this. Now, the other thing I heard about this prop is that it might actually impact people who own chickens at their houses. Oh, wow. Which uh, could be a big deal for certain people. That's not good. If if they're not, you know, if these owners aren't taking care of the chickens to 
the to the government to the government yeah, level, specified right? compliant. Yeah. So that that also could be a big a big thing. So for me, I'm prob I'm against Prop 12. I think. Okay. Here's my hot take. This is the hottest take I've had all night. Whew. I don't think animals have rights. <laughs> I don't. I don't think animals have rights. Well, I think I now here's here's the caveat on that. I do think there are proper and improper ways to treat animals. Of course, obviously. Well, what obviously. are animals? But that doesn't. Rights? But that doesn't. That doesn't come from the from the um, the uh, like. I don't. I don't give. I don't give animals like like moral value. If that makes sense. I think that could be justified from an emotional experience to some degree not even emotional it no, seems no, no. like you've thought about it logically but i think most people will stray away from that because <laughs> of their emotional attachment yeah, to yeah. their pets or yeah which is a good thing which animals, is a great right? thing that's a great thing but but the problem the problem for me is is you can't give like like if animals have rights that means animals have to have have essentially moral decision making capabilities Right, they have to be able to to uh, to uh, make moral decisions, and I don't think that's true. I don't. I don't think they're they're capable. <laughs> the other day, I was getting coffee with Juliana, and like this owner took his dog off the leash, and he's like, "Now nah, you be good." And Juliana's like, "Oh my gosh!" And this dog, the first thing he does is looks at the street. <gasps> Starts running <laughs> towards the street, and like Joanna's like, "Oh, this owner is so dumb." She's like, "This dog, there's no way this dog could have made that decision right, for himself." Right. Yeah, and so and so to me, to me, what the, what me saying that animals don't have rights that doesn't that doesn't mean that I think you should be able to treat animals the way any way you want, right? Right? Because because that's actually the moral onus is on you, right? The owner, As, yes, because because you are the are the are the person making the moral decision? Should I treat this animal well or not? But, Correct. But, but this and so and that goes back to what you're saying is like you, the consumer, should be the one deciding. Do do I support? I should support animal, you know, farms that that treat their animals well. Yeah, I mean, my buddy Will just recently told me that he was a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and it all came down to his own personal decision, right? Like he had a strong, you know, conviction about this thing and now he's put it into practice into great discipline actually sure. and i think that you know what if animals are held to a certain degree of rights and then the government starts saying like eating meat is bad like that's an extreme that's a stupid extreme okay i don't think that would ever happen but like not now but when but when we have lab grown meats that will happen that sort of thing it's like i i believe that the individual should be able to decide Right. For, yeah. For themselves. Yeah, but I don't. But again, animals don't have rights. <laughs> well, Cameron, that explains why you cooked your dog last night. <laughs> Whoa! I don't have a dog. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our first crack at a political thing. One last thing on that Prop 12. I think there's a great TED Talk with Mike Rowe on animal rights. Mm. I think you should check it out. Um, Genuinely entertaining, kind of gross, but it's really, really good. He's a cool dude. 
like that guy. Yeah, it's it's a very good uh, conversation. He is the host of the show Dirty Jobs. Man, I used to love that show. Dirty Jobs is a great show. Yeah, and his TED Talk surprisingly entertaining. I TED Talks usually put me to sleep like really crazy. Oh, I love TED Talks. I think it's because we had to watch a bunch of ones that our teachers thought were inspiring in high school, (laughs) and they were not inspiring to me. Yeah, that's true. There, no, there, there are a couple like really, really interesting ones. There's that one guy who, um, who, who, that one black guy who became friends with a bunch of KKK members. Um, I don't know. What and got them, uh, got them to to renounce their their membership. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting. That, that one's really cool. Rad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 19 of Everything Comes from Something. Again, if you like what we're doing here, if you think it's entertaining, it's all free to you. But we are broke college kids. Mm. So feel free to support us on Patreon slash ECFS podcast. A couple dollars help. Five dollars get you a question on the show. We currently don't usually get any questions because, well, people haven't thrown any money our way, particularly. <laughs> except for Darren, our executive producer. Yeah, go if you like our audio setup sound, that's great. We have been trying to improve. Um yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. And then, as you can hear, the piercing sound of of Glenn in the in the next room. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wait, what is that? I don't hear anything. No, no, no. He was he was talking, and, oh. and you could hear him. He's funny. got a deep, booming voice. Yeah. This transitions to the last half hour of our show, which mm. is the nothing to do with anything. How side. long was uh, How long was that episode? One hour and eight minutes. Oh, pretty good. This is our post show. Good stuff. That was a clean cut one. Yeah, that was. We do have an episode about board games coming in the works. Ooh. And with this new audio setup, this is where I was going to go. Yeah, yeah. We want to start having guests on. Yeah. Um, probably not about politics stuff. Oh, I hope uh, not. We usually talk about other different things, but like I was saying earlier, local propositions are pretty important. Yeah. So we hope you think it was entertaining. The thing about politics too is like, I think there's such a, like when you think politics, you think of like national stuff, but nobody... Nobody is affected by by national stuff, really. There's, there's generally there's uh, basically there's basically not much that that Donald Trump could do to affect my life. So I kind of don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> you know. Wow. Okay. Hashtag not my president. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, factually, I think he is. Yeah, he is. Idiot. He is my president. Whoa. See, I- you can hear him. There's a noise gate, so I don't think listeners can hear. Oh, okay. You're welcome. My brother has an, an irritating voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, so how's, um, how's, how's, how's time? How is time? Does it fly? I'm telling you, man, as I'm doing my first semester at San Jose State, I have less and less time to work. Yeah. And less and less time to work means less money. Hmm. And I'm butt dead broke, dude. I don't know. I and it doesn't that. help... And my friend Jonathan Adam, shout out, gave me the scraps of an old gaming PC that I'm calling <laughs> the dumpster dive. Right? I or, thought you said the junkyard. <laughs> whatever terrible name I could have come up with right now. It's just a piece of junk and I'm trying to re- renovate call him, it. Call him Wado. That's, that, that's a good name. Wado. Wado. <laughs> I mean, he is a little pudgy. Yeah, and he's got he's got a he's got it's a, a stormtrooper white gaming PC kind of thing looking. I just installed some new fans, and mm. I gotta get a GPU. Are those uh, up on the top? Yeah, 
Yeah, they're LED white, so nice. it's going to be clean looking. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm working on airflow stuff, so yeah. it is quite fun. I'm waiting for my standoffs to put the motherboard in. It's got most of the parts. Really, the GPU is the big thing. Yeah. So if any of you guys have a spare GPU that you just don't want anymore, <laughs> sure, I'll take it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Did yeah. we ever figure out what um, what processor it was? Uh, Jonathan told me it was an i5. Okay. I'm excited to get it up and running. Yeah, it's no, going to be it, cool. It'll be fun. It will be cool. I don't think a 1060 is gonna is gonna run your your uh, your gaming your 4K monitor. No, I'm 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 not gonna use that one. Oh, okay, okay. My dad's actually giving me the 1080p monitor. Oh, it's because he wants the 4K one. He's sure, yeah. Computer too. Makes sense. Makes yeah, it makes sense for him. Good for him. What's going on with you, man? Oh, nothing much. I I also feel like really busy because I'm uh. I just started a new job, and I just. Uh, I'm I'm doing finishing school. Have has this semester gone by like extremely fast? It's going quick, man. I have to figure out my schedule for my next classes already. Yeah, I know. Ugh. It's just like cuz I'm almost done. I'm almost done with school. Yeah, I'm nervous about this episode, guys, because the the recording software we're using is just stopping frames every so often. So I really, really? hope it doesn't stutter as it's going. I don't think it will. I don't think it will, but that would be a big problem. <laughs> well, then it would have stop and bops the whole time. Would we have to record a new a new? Uh, I don't know if we would. Episode? I don't know if we would. <laughs> we would just not put out one. <laughs> Guys, we had audio issues. Dude, that I can't be, wait. I think that would be God telling us, no, don't talk about politics. <laughs> don't talk about <laughs> politics. This is not what I foresaw for you. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, this is kind of a quick insider update should we talk about our review series we're kind of planning to do yeah we can so it's sort of a no strings attached review idea yeah uh, we yeah, have yeah. this idea for a show called nothing to do with anything oh wait that's, <laughs> that's show. this show <laughs> uh we have this idea for a review show on youtube on our youtube channel uh called after the hype and it basically gives us an opportunity to review whatever the heck we want whenever we want Mm. Instead of having to be concerned with these time frames. And we also think that a lot of media kind of takes time to settle, you know? Yeah, totally. And and like the the review goes out a lot of time for video games. It goes out right before the the game comes out, you know? And so like you don't even have a chance to digest the game for a lot of these things. And so the the game actually shifts as time goes on. Yeah. And, I put out my Black Ops 4 review, which yeah. was like two weeks late. But today, the game is more infuriating than it was at launch. Yeah, it is. And I'm disappointed that, you know, my review, everything, I still kind of stand by. It's just the my comp or my arguments against it or my complaints against the game stand even stronger now. Yeah. Uh, they, which is a big bummer. Yeah. But, yeah. That game is kind of broken. Yeah. I don't know. I just got God Something of War, about it. and I think we're going to do a God of War review. Dude, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, that is just one of the things. It, and hopefully with this junk I PC, really want to play Red Dead. I really want to play know. Red Dead so I, bad. To, this week is not the week to do it. I, I must say that I am um, interested in getting this PC up and running. I've never played the Half-Life series, mm. and I think that would be a good one to go back to, probably yeah. because I would tear it to shreds. And I'm sorry if you really enjoy it, but there's no way the game holds up. There's just, I, d I don't buy it. Well, I don't know. What about the story, though? If the story's good, I'll give it to it. But I doubt it's as good as some of the modern stories maybe, that are out. Maybe, maybe. That's my thing. Dude, I have so much work to do after this. Really? 
I've been procrastinating. I'm going to be pounding it out on this desk. He, you were like super tired earlier. You were like out of it. Yeah, we had some coffee, and that's why I don't even feel bad about tripping over words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I came from a lunch party, one of those lunch parties where they just have food in every corner. And so oh, you I just continually stuff yourself. That sounds delicious. I, I am exhausted from eating. I'm in a sleeping mode, and I have a lot to do, which is not good. But you, I think you're in a stress sleeping mode because usually when you're sleepy, you just get kind of kind of wacky. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I do sound a little bit more serious than normal. You're not. You're not so. You're not so wacky. Well. Well, what do you want from me? <laughs> I want your wackiness. Shout out to this comment JD sent us. Sorry, Tim Smith, but JD <laughs> said that you sounded like a prison. Uh, per, what did he say? I'll I'll pull it up. Hold on. I, I butchered that. <laughs> like a prison inmate stuck in a podcast or something like that. <laughs> he said. Um... Uh, he said, why, why does Tim sound like a Soviet refugee in your podcast? Good Lord. <laughs> Hopefully we've got that fixed with the uh, nice new That's soundboard. Funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. I think I know who we should have on for the next Don't episode. Say it. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. Darren, I know you want this uh, board games episode. I just want it to be good. That's the main thing. Yeah. On top of that, I want to have Mark on the show just because he has played a lot of games. I don't know how well he's going to do in front of a mic because he's kind of quirky, but uh, it will be good. I don't know if he's even listened to the show. That's the really? other thing. Yeah, I have no wow. idea, but we'll have to go out and grab some food with him. And yeah, all yeah. That. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I I mean I love board games, but I don't I'm, I don't feel like I'm a I'm a good like expert of it. So. It, to get somebody who's like really into the scene is would be cool. Yeah, that that is for sure. That is for sure. Well, we got fifteen minutes left to <laughs> fill, Cameron. Oh, oyo, oyo is one of my favorite made-up words. Do you have you ever? Uh, what's up with the recent ouya videos coming back? Do you remember the Ouya? I saw, wait, did you see that video by like penguins something something? Where he's like the hidden purpose. The tree, yeah, and he, like, and he turned it into an ice tray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ouya is a disgusting thing. But I saw like three other videos about the Ouya and I was like, what the heck? It's because What's you clicked on, on it once. Yeah, that's and true. And that's probably why. YouTube is horrific. It's because if you watch one like kind of weird video, you forever get those recommendations. Dude, I got like... I put so much work into that Black Ops review, and I apologize if the rate I'm speaking at is just toxic. Because I I heard that there was it it was too fast for my friend Bob. Like I was just talking too quickly. Um, it didn't. It had nothing to do with the lines of cocaine I did before. But uh, um, the uh, the review is it took me like two weeks to get finished and I really cared about it. Obviously I wasn't working on it for two weeks, but I put a decent amount of time into it. Got 13 views, dude. I was like, feels good to be unpopular. <laughs> feels real good. And after this political episode, I'm going to have even less listeners. I know. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Let's name it totally like something totally different from, from, <laughs> from the topic. Don't we'll say like, don't click on this episode. Yeah. Let's do that. 
Ooh, that would be an interesting title. Don't click on this episode. That's some clickbait, dude. That is some. We gotta. Okay, we gotta start start picking up the clickbait. I'm gonna be honest. See the problem though, but clickbait isn't quality, and I believe our show has some quality. No, too. no, no. I know you you hook them in with the clickbait, and they stay for the for the content. Now the problem with with clickbait videos is they're never satisfying. They build an audience. They build an audience of really just the most toxic people. Yeah, the people. Think about the people who are clicking on these clickbait clickbait titles, and then scroll to the YouTube comments. And you just you'll just see. It's lovely. It's here's what I really like about the people that listen to our show. Okay, we don't have massive numbers, and you guys are a part of the the beginning of this show. I know that this show will grow. I have no doubt. Okay, we're putting in the effort and the quality. Whether that means we get twenty more listeners in a year or two hundred, okay, or two thousand or two million, doesn't even matter. Okay? Oh, we're gonna be doing Joe Rogan numbers. You guys are the reason that we're doing this show. Okay. Yes, there's some self-fulfillment in creating, but the truth is the fact that we get texts weekly from our friends and people we know or just messages on social media saying, holy crap, you guys have 18 episodes already and things like yeah, that. Like, yeah. it's really heartwarming. So I just, it I is. don't know. Like, I just felt like I wanted to say thanks for you guys helping us out. Just even like be inspired to create because we do this and give it out for free. And it, to be honest, like, if you've created something and you put something out for free, it can be hurtful when like certain people don't say anything, right? Like yeah, you don't, yeah. you're not looking for, we're not looking for a firm, like affirmation. When we started this show, I know you and I were like, what the heck? Like we just need to do something. Together, okay. <laughs> yeah. It came to the point where I wasn't seeing you as often as I wanted to Cameron, cause we're really good friends. And I was like, you know, we need to work together to stay like in touch. I totally agree. Out. I actually, that's still one of the things that I'm like, most excited about for this uh, about this podcast is like is like oh yeah i get to spend at least a couple hours every week hanging out with my best bud hey <laughs> so you know so and and so like i mean to be honest no offense guys but i kind of don't li- don't don't care how many people listen oh, to the show oh my gosh cameron you're making me blush <laughs> you just touched my leg disgusting oh gosh well but truly thank you guys for the support it it does it does mean a lot um there was something else i was gonna add on top of that man it's like i'm just drawing a blank Whenever we (laughs) whenever we record late, whenever we record late, dude, I'm like, whoa, yeah. But remember that one episode that we recorded um, on like Sunday morning or something, and it just it did not. That was horrible. We didn't even put it out. Yeah, we did an episode on the office. Yeah, Uh, I think we'll we'll probably put that one out. Nah, uh, redone. We'll probably redo Red- that Oh, episode. redone. Okay. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a good one eventually. We came up with some good show topics today. I hope we don't lose them. Ooh, did we write them down? Nope. I don't want to do say them. Do you remember them? Yes. Okay. We'll do it after the show. All right, let's do that. Um, yeah, I guess one of the one of the most difficult things about this show, other than driving the Driving, hour, driving. Is, is every, literally every every week that we do this, it's like an hour before, and we're like, What's our show topic? (laughs) 
Not even. <laughs> well, sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I want to confirm before we start talking. I usually have an idea of what the show is going to be like. I want to go back to this creativity thing. Because if you guys are going to a creative project and you want to do something great and you want to make something, it's going to take a lot of time, obviously, but it's also going to take like zero recognition. So you gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta appreciate the people that support you off the bat. And that, and that's, I know I keep saying it, but that's really why, like we wanted to, th we wanted to thank you guys. Yeah. Um, because you are the people who take the time to listen to this. Holy crap. Like the fact that you listen through an hour and a half is insane. All right. Even if you didn't make it that far, if only if you made it like 30 minutes in and you came back just for this aspect, right. That's still super cool. Right. No, yeah. We really appreciate you guys. And and the fact that you listened to a political episode too is probably If you did, unless our numbers are just zero. <laughs> entirely zero. For this one. <laughs> yeah. Well. No, uh, I'm serious. We gotta clickbait this title. We gotta do it. You're disgusting. <laughs> you're disgusting. Um man, there was a big point I wanted to get to. I keep slipping it. I was talking about creative, thanking everyone. Boom, boom, boom. Where was the last point in that? I'm missing it. I don't know. Speak about something else, and I'm not going to think about it. <sighs> we were... Do you do you ever miss the coffee episode? Do you ever think about going back to the coffee episode? Yeah, but I want to do an episode about like specific Bay Area coffee shops that mm, mean yeah. something to us. Yeah. Um, I know we touched on epi in episode three about shops that you should check out. Yeah. I would like to do like some sort of full in-depth review or eventually I want to like we were talking about somehow getting into these coffee shops and filming and yeah. talking. That was a while ago. That's yeah. a that's a difficult thing to get to, but I think it would be a really cool like visual. Yeah, thing. we were thinking about doing like reviews coffee, of coffee shop. Shops. Uh yeah, reviews, which would be hard to do in front of their face. Right, if we just hate it. Well, I think we'd have to write it beforehand. Sure. Say, hey, yeah. this is what we're going to talk about. This is what we like. It's conversational. We'll probably make fun of you guys, but the big thing is you get PR. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, that's and we wouldn't be there if we didn't like it, right? I think I think we would probably review shops that. So we we're not going to Trouble Coffee. No, we're not going to shops that suck. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about it because because I know I, a couple people like that like that episode. So. I don't know. And I like coffee. I never go to coffee shops anymore, though. It's really sad. Uh, mm -hmm. Man, I know I was trying to make a point earlier with that creative stuff. It's okay. Making don't something. Creating something. It's okay. I believe in you. I, believe I, you. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, have you ever... Th have we have we thought about doing a book episode? Wait. Some you good read? Books. Some good books. I don't read at all. You don't read? Can't you tell? I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read what I have to for college. I think when I get older, I'm going to get into reading. I like reading. I, I like it, but what, what time do I have to do it? No, I, I feel that. No, because I, I, cause, um, like maybe we could do an episode about, I, I can't believe we're, we're brainstorming in our post show, but what about doing an episode about like good books that, that we read in high school? Like, oh, that's yeah, that's easy. I think we've touched on a decent amount of those, though. Have we? I just remember watching some movie in high school about a guy getting his nipples pierced, and then what? he gets spun around a pole what? attached by his nipples. <laughs> what? It was some weird Native American white man comes to Native American tribe to get accepted. 
So they put these bone rods through his like chest and raise him up what is on a this? pole and what is this spin movie? him around. What is this movie? If you know, you know. <laughs> it's something like I, I want to say there's like wolf in it in the title. Wolf. Wolf or wolves. Dancing right. with wolves. Dancing with wolves. I think that's it. Oh, okay. Pretty sure that's it. Wow, that's it's a very strange scene. My English really teacher intense. had a lot of fun scarring us with that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. There I am gonna get this point. <laughs> it's like I was talking to Creative driving is a pain in the butt. Hanging out with my best friend. I think if you're doing something creative, you should do it with people that you like. Oh, oh totally. And I think it's hard to do it alone. Um shout out to you know the the independent artists who are just out there alone, but you know who your friends are. You know who your supporters are. Yeah. Right. So stick to them too. You know. But man, I know when we started this show, I was like really concerned about quality, mm-hmm. audio quality. Which, I don't know anything about audio engineering really. I have like a no. I think we. I think we could do better than the average. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I boost my lows in this podcast just so I sound more manly. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the mic can take it. The mic yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah, using yeah. has a really nice way of rounding out the, the airy <laughs> sound. No, yeah. So, I mean, like, I think that was the one thing from the start that we did really well, was I think our audio quality has consistently been been excellent. Eh, I think last episode was a little bit of a nightmare. Uh, yeah, well, that, for me. that was just the setup was, was really terrible. Here's what I want to... Hmm... And here's what we've been aiming to improve. Yeah. The actual content we discuss is trying, we're trying to make it better, right? Uh, jumping into politics is obviously terrifying. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I hope that it was a casual, fun conversation for you guys. Yeah. Um, but really, the big thing that's difficult to do as a talk show host, and the thing that I now respect all podcast creators with, is when you're speaking, how to speak without saying, um, the, like, you know, like, you know, the, and, and, and like, wow. Like, and, um, the, <laughs> yeah, that sure. doing that is very difficult. Yeah. It's hard. I know you guys will catch us saying the same things over and over again because our vernacular is limited to our vernacular, right? Yeah, yeah. We have a certain way of talking and casually when I talk to Cameron, I'll be like, you know, like. You know, like, and when we're making an audio podcast, you try to filter that out. Listening to myself on the first episode was one of the hardest things I could have done. <laughs> I know listening to your own work sometimes is exciting, uh, but it's usually you. I never do it. You are your toughest crit- yeah, critic. It's terrible. Cameron, I want you to listen to yourself <laughs> because you know I speak better than you. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure. No, I'm sure you do because I don't, I, I don't generally tend to. I'm a n- narcissist. So I listen to myself. I'm an alchemist, so I listen <laughs> to myself. You're an alchemist, so you. Put I'm an together, anarchist, put so to, I listen. To myself. Put together some gold and and some silver and try to make it make it fluffy or whatever. They I do. almost said something really wrong. I was just thinking of more cis. I have a cis. <laughs> a cis. You mean ist? No. You're a communist. <gasps> We're learning about Karl Marx right now. Oh, really? In my history of economic thought oh, class. Oh, gosh. It's fun. He's funny. Yeah. Very do you, funny. Did you ever... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say that. 
Now we're we're gonna st- so in my political philosophy class we're gonna go over Marx later on in the semester. Ooh. I'm not excited about it. Ooh. Not excited about it at all. I'd like to see you irritated, Cameron. It's because the the labor theory of value is bad. It's terrible. It's wrong. Interesting. Very interesting. Do you, I, do you know about this labor theory of value? Yeah, we learned about it, and I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially, if you want me to to go over it, we've talked enough about politics. Oh, come on! This isn't politics. This is economics. Hey, Cameron, I'm tired. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's one. Uh, we're at an hour and a half. Okay, what do you want to do? You want to keep talking? I want to talk about the labor theory of economics. <laughs> labor theory of that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. We, it, it's up to you. We can do whatever. I think we should close it off, but I don't want to give up this thought. You know what's weird about it, though, right? So as we're deciding now, we won't know when we ended it. But the people who are listening to it will know when we ended it. Do you ever think about that? <laughs> it's like they're in the f- it's like they're in the future from where we are right now. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. That is super wild. You know before we do. Yeah. No, they no, it's not before, but they know. You know. And we don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't in the past know. Yeah. But you know. You see our fate before us and oh my we goodness. don't know. Oh my goodness. Here's what I was going to say. Okay. Crap. I think I just lost it again. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm so close. Gosh, dang it. I literally, I had it a second ago. Sorry, I guess. It's not even anything good. Like when I thought, (laughs) when I thought of it, I was like, oh shoot, that like literally means nothing. Um, But it had to do. Don't say it. It's it's all No, it matters. It matters. Somehow it matters. I want to get it. I almost had it. It had to do something with money and budget and cost of doing something creative. The cost is... <laughs> it always costs something. It always costs something. Yeah. Everything costs something. Everything costs something. That should, everything. Be our, that should be our show name. Hey, welcome to the Everything Costs Something uh, there's no such know, financial There's no such thing as a free lunch. Did you know the guy who wrote that wasn't an economist? But a sci-fi writer who wrote a novel who about was it? L. Ron Hubbard. No, it was the the sci-fi book about a prison facility on Mars, and mm. how there's not enough women to go around amongst the men. What? It's a prison. There I shouldn't know. be enough women. But then what happened? Well, it's a it's a prison colony, so uh, they like send the colonists. Oh, okay, up. okay, okay. But then like instead, it's like Australia. There's this weird theory where it's like women, in reality. Uh, when there's a low number of them, in your brain, logically, you'd think if the commodity is, you know, scarce, it should have more power. But with women, for some reason, they actually get less power and they're fought over as yeah, a commodity. Yeah. They lose less of their individual rights. In this sci-fi novel on the prison colony in Mars, and I wish I could remember the name of this, the women are given more power like like you'd think, like mm-hmm. Kamadi. So in the end, like these women have like seven husbands and they're like super controlling. Sure. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of cool. But weird. there's no such thing as a free lunch. That's where it comes from. Well, technically, that's one of the reasons why why men fight wars uh, historically is because women are more valuable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's another aspect of yeah, that yeah. as well. Um, man, I just. 
doggone it. I wish I remembered <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh, nothing is worse than getting old, folks. Now that I'm 37. Yeah, do you ever have, like, back problems? I I have, no. like... What? I get back problems and joint pain. Well, it's because you don't work out, It's like, oh, my fatty. goodness. I work out. Now you do. Every now and then. Ever since I stopped looking at your man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should talk. Uh. <laughs> I should talk. Been watching this show called Impractical Jokers. Mm. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's really stupid, but it's pretty funny. It sounds stupid. It's what I've been watching. I also watched Dumb and Dumber the other Is night. Is that why you can't speak? You can't say words? Because no, you're... they say a lot of words in that show. Do you know about... Um, like, did your parents ever say, like, oh, don't watch too much TV. It'll rot your brain. Of course. Do you think that's true, but only with, like, stupid TV? Uh, I think I think some stupid TV shows rot people's brain. Well, I think, yeah. I think, like, I like think s- people watching the Kardashians probably isn't helpful for their IQ. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's, like, shows that look stupid that are really smart. Hmm. Um. Like, I really like the movie Hot Rod. Oh, I love Hot Rod. And that movie is, like, if you're a normal adult and you start watching that movie, you're going to be like, what is this childish (laughs) gibberish? Like, I just do not like, this is so stupid. Yeah. yeah. But it's really, like, a reference-heavy comedy. and and It's the same with Spongebob. It borders on absurdity, right? Yeah, yeah. And it knows that, and so it leans into it, and it's great. That's what makes it great, right? It's very self-aware. Yeah, no, I'm telling it's the same it's the same with SpongeBob. SpongeBob, the amount of references that are in SpongeBob is like insane. Yeah, I like SpongeBob. Like, do you think have you ever thought about the fact that they put a Nosferatu reference in a kids TV show about an underwater talking dish sponge? SpongeBob. <laughs> that's like that's insane. And and like for growing up until <laughs> until I took a film history class or maybe not. It was one of my film classes in high school. Dude, I think I, I had can no do the SpongeBob laugh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no, it wasn't that close. Um, I usually can get it. What if I mute myself and try? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, a little bit. Um, no, but but like, uh, I didn't know what Nosferatu was until I took a film history class. And then, and then I saw Nosferatu, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that joke!" Pretty sure it's, it's about Nosferatu. 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 You say it like Nosferatu. Yeah, Nosferatu. like it's like a spinoff of the Nos energy drink. Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm never gonna remember this reference or this stupid lesson. Don't worry about it. Ye old Grandpa Isaac <laughs> trying to tell you another life lesson on everything comes from something. Well, ladies and gentlemen. If you like this trash can of a post show and you like the uh, decisive and derivative and detrimental <laughs> de descriptive destructive main portion of the podcast, feel free to support us and follow us on the social. That's about it for it, folks. Have a good week. Enjoy your commute. We hope you made you, we made your commute better or your time sitting alone in bed better. I don't know what you're doing right now. Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>